Coming to you from North Central Ohio, we share with you the voice of the Nazarene, a week-by-week venture into the Word of God sponsored by the Bucyrus, Ohio Church of the Nazarene. We join our pastor, Reverend Ray LaSalle, and the voice of the Nazarene. It's Psalm 32, verse 1. Blessed, that means happy, is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. But I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the draught of summer. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. And I talked to you about the bath that dirtied David's world. Let, let me share just a little bit about, about David. More has been written in the Bible about David than any other man alive except for Jesus Christ. More said about him in all of Holy Writ. The greatest king that Israel had ever had. He ruled and reigned for over 40-some years. He's the one that conquered Jerusalem. He realized that he couldn't conquer by surrounding the walls, and so his engineers figured how to go up through the water system. And he conquered Jerusalem from the Jebusites, made it the eternal capital of Israel. David is the man that slew Goliath, that gigantic giant. David is the man that was instrumental in building the temple. And although his hands being so bloodied through all the wars, he himself could not build it, yet he gathered the resources to build the temple. And in today's economy, it would be equivalent to $21 billion. David is the man that defeated the Philistines permanently. There are 150 Psalms. David wrote 75 of those psalms. He wrote the most famous scripture in all of divine writ, the 23rd psalm. David is the only man in the Bible that scripture says was a man after God's own heart. Doesn't say it was Joseph, doesn't say it was Moses, doesn't say it was Elijah, doesn't say it was the apostle Paul. It said that David was a man after God's own heart. And I want you to know something. In the light of all of this, he was still just a man. And the best of men are men at best. Somebody said there is so much bad in the best of us and so much good in the worst of us that it hardly behooves any of us to talk about the rest of us. You see, at the end of the day, we, we all have feet of clay. 
At the end of the day, we're all still humans. Now, I just shared with you his wonderful resume. But, but I want you to see what happened in this man's life. And I'm picking it up in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. It came to pass after the year was expired, at the time when kings go forth to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Reba. But David, but David tarried in Jerusalem. Without any doubt in my mind, there was something that caused him to remain behind. Some attraction. And just for background, David was the king. And the kings in the spring went forth to war, but David didn't. David remained behind. Here's the king, the general of all. I mean, he's even over Joab. But he himself didn't go. Do you know what he did? The Bible said that King David tarried in Jerusalem. I believe there's an elementary message here. He was where he shouldn't have been. And I've learned we get in trouble when we are not where we should be. We get in trouble when we should be at work and we're not at work. We get in trouble when we should be in school and we're not in school. We get in trouble when we should be in church and we're not in church. We get in trouble when we should be spending time in the Bible and we're not there. I've learned we get in trouble when we're not where we're supposed to. And there's another thing that I've also learned. David should have been on the battlefield. But he laid down his armor and he's in his PJs. I guess he went to Walmart. <laughs> the Bible tells us in Ephesians to put on the whole armor of God. And I'll tell you, we get into trouble when we don't have the armor on. And there's some things the Bible tells us that we ought to put on. I'm not going to go down that trail very far, but in Isaiah 61, 3 says, for the spirit of heaviness, instead put on the garment of, of praise. You ever think about it? The first thing in the morning, we get dressed. It's the first thing we do. And uh, what I'm saying is first thing in the morning, we need to put on the garment of praise. Abraham Lincoln said it very well. We're as happy as we make up our minds to be. It affects you. It affects everybody around you. First thing in the morning, good morning, Lord, or good Lord, it's morning. You can just about tell where people are at. But we have a choice. And God says we need to put on the garment of praise. Now, David's in the wrong place. Second Samuel 2 tells us something. It came to pass in the evening time that David got out of bed and he walks out on the roof of the king's house. Now you got to understand, the king's house is elevated above all the other houses. All other, other houses are on equal level. Nobody could look on anybody's roof except from the king's house, but the king is supposed to be gone. And with him gone, nobody's up on top of the roof looking around. You got that scene, all right? But the Bible said he was there and he saw a woman washing herself and that woman was very beautiful to look upon. Now that word beautiful didn't even need to be in there. 
You, you see, the devil never tempts a guy, as a rule, with an ugly woman. <laughs> Just so you know I'm fair and balanced, I want you to know, ladies, that he doesn't tempt you much with a man with a whole lot of ugly either. And David was no stud. He'd been a king for 20 years. He's now 50 years old and hard. Hendrick said it best, the enemy will lie in the weeds for 40 years to trap one of God's servants. Better watch for the trap. And this is what I believe. I don't believe this was the first time David had been on the rooftop window peeping. I believe there'd been many other times. And now while the battle is being prepared and he sends them out, he stays behind. He knew she'd be bathing. And honestly, I don't believe that she did anything wrong. I believe he was the guilty party. The Bible said that he asked, who is she? And then the scripture said he sent for her and he took her. No question in my mind, but what he was the aggressor. He's king, she's a commoner. And so he's walking out on the roof you know what that kind of insinuates to me? That's equivalent to a man flipping the remote. He walked out on the roof. It's equivalent to a man surfing the internet. You don't need to drop your head. I'll let you know when we're going to pray. <laughs> David sent for her, get her for me. And by verse 5, we're in trouble. For... She sends word, I'm with child. That thing that you did, you sent for me, you forced me to come over, and, and now I'm with child. My husband's on the battlefield. What are we going to do? And by verse 6, David is in a jam, and he's trying to figure out, how can I cover up? You know, sin has always has two patterns. We either confess or we cover and he's thinking, how can I cover this up? And he thinks, I'll bring her husband home. I'll wine him and dine him and make a war hero out of him and tell him to go down to your house and, and uh, we'll make you feel special. And he sends for him. And the next morning he said, hey, how did, the, how did the night go? He said, great, I slept right outside the door. What? Yes, I'm, I'm a soldier. And the other soldiers, they're not home with their wives and I didn't go into mine. And the Bible said by verse, I think 13, if it's not, it's another verse. He got Uriah drunk. Read it. I don't know how he did it, but he did. And uh, when he still wouldn't follow David's plan, David put a sealed note in the hand of Uriah, sent him back to the general, and Joab had to put him out on the battlefront where he, they knew he would be killed. And Uriah was murdered. Now get this. This is all I'm going to say. Yet he was a man, it said, after God's own heart. A man after God's own heart. And he covered his, coveted his neighbor's wife. Committed adultery. Bore false witness. Even had a man murdered, a man after God's own heart, pastor, I would never, no, 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 no. Don't you ever say, I never, ever will. Just realize this happened to a man after God's own heart. 
He blew it. Now he's visible when we come to our text. And he wrote this 32nd Psalm in verse 3 when I kept silence. For one year, David tried to cover up. And he said, my bones waxed old and day and night, the hand is heavy on me and I'm sweating and I'm worrying. And, and here's what I want you to realize. Pastor, you say, I'd never do that. Well, maybe not. Perhaps not. But do you realize this? Many times when our, we're pointing our finger at somebody else. Reminds me of 1 John 1, 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. While we're pointing at others, we need to be pointing back at ourselves and saying, if we say we have no sin, we deceived ourselves, the truth is not in us, but if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 Corinthians 10, 1, uh, 12 says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Now I want you to know something. God sent a preacher by the name of Nathan. Nathan went to him and David fell on his face and he made peace with God. You mean after a man did all of this, he made peace with God? Yes. But there were some steps that he had to follow. And that's what's on my mind this morning. It's what I want to leave with you. I want to just share those steps with you quickly. Number one, admit your fault. Look at what he said here in Psalm 32 too. I kept silence. Can I ask you something? What was it that, uh, was it David's sin that made him so miserable or was it his silence? He said, when I kept silence. Proverbs 